It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver. Make sure you guys subscribe and give a nice rating to Locked On Wizards uh, wherever you watch podcasts. So we have special guests today, the brothers on Locked On Wizards. How are you guys doing today? The Kaminsky brothers. Yes. How are you? What's up, man? Can't complain, but this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you so uh we're just gonna talk about the new additions of course from the lakers Kuz, trez kcp will break those uh signings down or the, that that crazy five team trade and then i do want to get you guys thoughts on the fit of russell westbrook and how far you guys think you guys will go um, but first we'll start off with um, you guys reaction to the trade and uh, how do you guys think about the fit with Russ? Of course, everybody is very opinionated on that. I think everybody, nobody's really in the middle. There's a lot of, everybody's either, it's uh, a terrible fit or a good fit. Where are you? This, this was not a shoulder shrug trade. Ed. This wasn't one of those like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I, it's funny. Like cause we, when, when they, when the, when the rumors first started going about this, you know, Andy and I would did a show and it was 
you know, really in the response to it was, you know, so people are, it was huge. People are, are you know, we're already thinking about it, have opinions, uh, opinions right away. We both basically were like, this is not a good idea. Like this is, it, it, there's more to Russ. It's, it's, there's, you know, the fit isn't great. It's just, it's, it's kind of more than the Lakers might need was one of the, one of the, the things about it. And that's still true. It, the fit is really bad in some ways. The shooting makes no sense. Like the floor spacing, uh, particularly at the time before the Lakers made all these free agent acquisitions, and you pick up Malik Monk and Kendrick Nunn and Wayne Ellington and Carmelo Anthony, and you've just given yourselves a lot more options to be able to try to spread the floor around that group. Um, you know, the shooting would be an obvious uh, problem. There's the problem of you need to have the ball in Russ's hands for him to be most effective. And when you already have LeBron James, that's potentially problematic, particularly in the playoffs when like, you know, if I'm in the other team, I'd love to see Russ control more possessions than LeBron. That's just as good as Russ is. That's a win. Um, so there's that, but the flip side is there are things that Westbrook does really well that can help the Lakers. Obviously the secondary, you know, ball handler, ball mover, around James, another playmaker, which they've been trying to do for a couple of years and hasn't really worked out. Like they've got one of the ultimate dudes in that in Russ. So that should help LeBron a lot. And then the Lakers who were excellent on the break um, when they won the title in 2020 were not good at it last year. They did not get up and down the floor and Westbrook's going to make that much better too. So the things that Russ does well will help the Lakers a lot. The things that he doesn't won't. And I was just like, wow, I cannot believe they did this. It's very Lakery, Andy, but like, like, yeah, it, I mean, it's just like, wow. Look, the, the Lakers are nothing if not a star bleeper organization. I mean, they, they've, I, and I'm a Laker fan. I say this with all admiration and respect for what it's all brought, but that, you know, that is their ethos. And Russ is as big a star as you're going to find in the league. So it's, you know, it's predictable in ways that are kind of funny that they would, you know, draw themselves towards him, even though, like Brian talked about earlier, you could argue they're making this more complicated than necessary, even though Russ obviously is a talent upgrade over KCP, over Kuz, over Montrez Harrell, over Buddy Heald, who the Lakers definitely had a deal in the works that they could have gone with instead of Russ. And that deal would have cost them fewer pieces and definitely would have been a cleaner fit. Like it's much easier to implement Buddy Heald into what the Lakers do. And he fills more of a pressing need than Westbrook does. Westbrook basically triples and quadruples down on the stuff that they do well without necessarily addressing a lot of needs other than one that I think he really can help with. The Lakers at the last couple of years, really in the LeBron era, have had these massive drop-offs offensively whenever LeBron is off the court. Like sometimes he can be off the court, Ed, for like 90 seconds and everything falls to crap like pretty dramatically. And a lot of that is because the offense is basically built for LeBron to do everything. Like the system is LeBron. And in terms of replicating what LeBron does when he's off the court, there may be nobody in the league better equipped to do that than Russell Westbrook. So in that sense, I think he might actually address one area of need when LeBron isn't actually playing. Can you, if nothing else, just maintain status quo, if not actually you know, build on a potential lead, that sort of thing. Like that 
That's yeah, an area where Russ can help. some stuff he can help. It was crazy that they did. Oh. I mean, it was just crazy that they did. Yeah, both of us thought like, really? Like, really? You're really going to trade everybody for Russ? Like, really? But here we are. Yeah, it, it is a Hollywood move. Um, this, is oh, what, yeah. this, is, this is what the Lakers do. And um, you guys made some signings, too. Um, I just want, I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys think you're too old? I, I, you guys made a video about this, too. Yeah. And, uh, which which of the signings that you guys made um... made us oldest? <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're going to bring back Jared Dudley to have a nice needed injection of youth. Um, yeah. I I I love my. I think no. I don't think they're too old. I think they're going to have to do some managing of of players and manage because it's it's all relative. I mean, like LeBron was playing at an MVP level um, before Solomon Hill took his ankle out, and like. Okay, yeah, he's old. He's still LeBron. Um, you know, you're not asking Carmelo Anthony to carry a team. You're asking him to play 17 minutes a night and do exactly what he did in Portland last year, which was pretty good. Right. And you know, Wayne Ellington is going to be expected to stand out and shoot like he did in in uh, Detroit. I mean, like the age thing, I think, is overrated in the sense that um, you just you can get focused on the numbers and not see who the players are and and what they're expected to do. It's it's a little concerning because guys tend to drop off really fast um, when they get older. So if there is decline, it could come quicker. Recovery from injury can be slower. Stuff like that. It can be slower in general. Yeah, I don't think think the age thing is going to be an issue. And I love – I mean, they did did as well in the free agent market as I think you possibly could, given what they had. Um, And I think like the Kendrick Nunn thing, for example, is – fantastic it's my favorite of all the signings that they made you know sits right behind russell really well as a backup point guard i think they can actually play some minutes together i'm just a big fan of of none in terms of what he's been able to do in a relatively young nba career i think they got a great deal on that one yeah i love i love the none i think you guys hit it out the park with free agency i I like the move for us i know the fit is going to be rough but talent i think the talent is going to trump or or take over everything else um, so I, I, I like the signs that you guys did make. And I, before we get to Kuzma, we could I could probably ask you about Kuzma all day because he's such a polarizing player. That's another guy We've, either you love. We spent, he's not even on the team anymore, Ed, and we spent, <laughs> what, like 15 minutes talking about him on Monday's show, Andy? Yeah, he was, he was the third segment from Monday's show. He did a, uh, a Twitter AMA and had some thoughts about what Wizards fans can expect from him. And he said a lot more than I showed the last couple of years. Right. And, you know, and – that you know that in a lot of ways embodies what Kuz has been the last couple of years. He clearly believes that he could do more in a counting stat kind of way. You know, which really translates to scoring, like you know, being higher up on the totem pole in terms of options. And you know, we saw that early in Kuz's career. Granted, on bad teams where somebody had to score, but he also, as a young guy, had a legitimately impressive bag of tricks in terms of scoring that he hasn't relied on as much the last couple of years because with LeBron there and with AD there and, you know, the lesser degrees, a guy like Mon- uh, Montrez Harold, Dennis Schroeder, he hasn't been asked to do as much. And he, he was told, really, we need you to be a higher-end role player and really start developing yourself in other aspects, particularly defensively. And to Kuz's credit, as much as he believes he could be doing more in that, you know, pecking order way, he turned himself into a way better defensive player. Like he, his rookie year, he was a train wreck. Like he, he could barely stay on the floor without just immediately hurting you defensively. 
he is now a more than credible defender. He's become very switchable. He's become much more alert off ball. He's, he's become a better rounded player. I think what's going to be really interesting with Kuz moving forward is, okay, all these different elements of your game that you've been able to grow, he's yet to be able to put them all together like as, as a more complete player game to game to game, being able to do all of it. Can you do that? And, and this team, if nothing else, that he's going to be playing with, with the Wizards offers him more opportunities to do that. So it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and before that's, that's a great insight about Kuzma. I, I do want to learn more about him defensively, defensively, but before we get into that, and I do want to ask your uh, way too early record prediction and championship, but before we get to that, uh, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for some of the parts from a chain auto store or car dealership? Uh, for example, a Honda, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is only is $353 from a chain store, but it's only $216 from Rock Auto. I know you guys have gotten your, your fuel pumps too. It's the only place yeah. I get my fuel pumps. I actually absolutely. collect them All now. They're such a good deal. I don't even put them in my cars. I just put them in storage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Too good a deal. Yeah, it, it's, it's too good to be there at Rock Auto. Um, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so I do want to get to you guys um, way too early because now we're fo- we're going to focus on the Wizards players mm-hmm. um, in- in- instead of, you know, what you guys got, the Rus- you know, the Russell Westbrook trade. And it was a crazy five-team trade. Um, that finally got sorted out on, I want to say, was it Friday? And then the trade happened, like, um, draft night. So it took about – I want I feel like it was a week that took the whole five-team trade to finally process. Um, but what's you guys – what are you guys feeling? Are you guys feeling very confident about the championship? Because I think the Western Conference, um, you, you have to – I, I think you guys would beat the Suns. They made it to the championship last year. And I, I feel like, you know, I think it's really against you guys, against – the two top teams in the East with the Bucks and the Nets. I don't really see another team in the Western Conference 
Um, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I no, I, I agree with you. Um, right. It's with Kawhi on the shelf yeah, to right. start the season at least. And probably, you know, at the very least, he's not going to be Kawhi Leonard most of the year. And if he comes back in the playoffs, it's hard to – he's instantly just going to turn into that guy. Um, and then Jamal Murray – on the right. shelf for much of the season. Like I actually think the East is going to be far more competitive from a top level championship standpoint than, than the West is. Um, I agree with you. I think the Lakers and Andy and I have talked about this on the show. I think the Lakers, if Davis doesn't get hurt, I think they beat the Suns. And, and so mm-hmm. as, as bad and as raggedy as this year was, you know, the Lakers, if Davis stays healthy, I think make it to the finals. I don't know if they win, but I think they, they get there. Um, I, as 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 I don't know, curious, whatever the right word is with the Russ thing, um, as I am, I still don't know who beats them. You know, it's it's not going to. I mean, you know, the Clippers without Kawhi, I don't think are going to do it. I don't think Denver without Jamal Murray can do it. Um, Utah obviously has some work to do. I think the Lakers would be better than Phoenix. I would pick them to to be. So it's like you start going down down the line. I just. It's not that I think the Lakers are flawless, and I de- definitely think teams in the East, are, you know, and the right team in the West could beat them. I just don't know who that team is yet. So at the very least, I'd pick them to make the finals. Yeah, if nothing else, I don't think there's a clear head and shoulders favorite in the West. You know, any team above anybody else, it's pretty wide open. And, it, you know, at least for the time being, when you start thinking about it that way, you start looking at things that could break the tie. And one factor that could break the tie, if, if all these teams are relatively even, is just pure talent and it's hard to beat the pure talent of LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, assuming everybody is healthy. You know, the Lakers, like we talked about, have more of a challenge in terms of getting all these pieces on the same page and getting everything working fluidly. Like you bring in Russell Westbrook to this mix. That is a high degree of difficulty, but in theory, you do that because it's worth the effort. And if you're right about that calculation that it's worth the effort, then by definition, Russ, LeBron, AD, that's going to be damn near impossible to stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I, I really just think it's the West. Uh, I do want to see them play Giannis and the Bucks, and see them play, play of course, against Kevin Durant, James Harden. Yeah, oh, my God. That's going to be a well, lot. That's the, the league, let's wants. be honest. The, the league, they've got to rig this. So yeah. it's Lakers Nets finals, right? I mean, just the storylines alone. You've got LeBron versus both KD right. and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Russ against KD and Harden. You've got New York, LA. I mean, the, the league's been losing money the last couple of years. I mean, come on, like there's gotta be some strings pulled to make this. It's what everybody wants anyway. It's, it's, it's too much. Oh, it's man. almost, it's almost too much. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Brooklyn versus Los Angeles. Like you said, right <laughs> Yet right. not enough at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Almost too much. Yeah. Christmas day is going to be the Christmas day game. It's going to be the Easter game. I think they're going to make them play 82 times. 82 times. It's just going to be every <laughs> it's game. It's going to be that. <laughs> right. So uh, let's let's get to the guys who the Wizards did acquire, so the listeners can learn more and get some more insight on guys like Kyle. I want to start with Kyle Kuzma. Like I said before, we probably could do a, a ten minute, fifteen minute segment just on Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I, I feel like he he turned into this not I guess like the scapegoat or kind of like a, um, a whipping board, if you will. The national media pundits they just took they just they just went they just. Kind of, kind of, not, not bullying, 
but I, I think he was just an easy target. Um, I did see him miss some layups, and he really regressed. I mean, 18 points a game in his sophomore season and his rookie year was really good. Him, you know, him and guys like Josh Hart looked good, and then it ended up being Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball after they left the Lakers. They they they're far, they look far ahead of, of Kyle Kuzma right now, so it just looked like he really regressed. Yeah, so I just kind of want to get you guys. It's funny, like it, he regressed as a scorer. I don't. I think that's fair to say. Although last year his shooting actually improved. Like he he got his shooting percentage from three point range back up to a much more respectable level. You know, I think what is it, thirty seven, thirty something, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty seven percent, which you know is a lot better than thirty three, which is where he had he had been. And, you know, so that makes a huge difference. And so that part of his offensive game did improve last year. Um, it was much more, much closer to what he did as a rookie. But overall, yeah, his offensive game regressed. But as Andy mentioned earlier, like everything else about his game got better. He became a better basketball player as he became a lesser scorer. And some of that's just based on his role. And he'll, I'm sure he's going to be asked about it. And I'm sure he's going to talk about it. Like, you know, he'll, he will attribute a lot of that to just how he was used and playing with LeBron, and playing with Anthony Davis, and all that other stuff, and that he was asked to do things that weren't scoring, and that's why his numbers went down. And if he's asked to score more in Washington, he'll do it, and and people will see that he's still that guy. Um, But as a basketball player, I agree with Andy. I think he got significantly better over the last couple years, even as his scoring went down. So if you can put both of those back together, then Washington's got a really good piece. Either way, they get a good basketball player. Um, Whether they got a guy who can be you know, a reliable 18 a night scorer. I think that's the big question that's sort of going to define, you know, the next six or seven yeah. years I mean, a, of, a of lot Kuzma's of, career. A lot of what makes Kuzma polarizing, it's, it's connected to the basketball, but I think it really starts with the persona and then that bleeds into the basketball. Like, you know, the he mesh shirts on Christmas. Right. I was going to say, like, he, he is a very outward persona. Like, he is somebody that has, a star mentality, like in, in terms of the way he sees himself in the way he presents himself in ways that can be really entertaining. You know, I mean, he was somebody that Kobe identified, uh, you know, they, they had this infamous steak dinner when Kobe, when uh, Kuz was a rookie that, you know, I, that I think was Kobe in a lot of ways, identifying somebody that he saw certain uh, commonalities with mentality and you know he's he's had a lot of high profile romances. I think I think he's still dating uh, that model, Winnie like, Harlow. Winnie, Winnie Harlow. Harlow. You know, I mean that, like you know, Kuz was saying that he's going to miss uh, Nobu and Malibu uh, during this AMA, and he said like, yeah, there's one in there's one in DC, but it's not the same. And you know what? He's right, Ed. It's not the same. Like the one in DC is not the same as Malibu. Like we'd be lying if we said that there's no difference, and and Kuzma's talking out of his ass. But like. But he didn't I, I, say like, oh yeah, there's this taco stand at the corner of whatever that I just love. And it's like, like you know, know, he chose Nobu Malibu. It's like, like okay, he, he's he's clearly serious right now. He's in serious mode because I saw the Wizards uh, tweeted out a bunch of photos of Kuz, like you know, introducing him to the fan base. Now this is all official, and he's got his head, uh, his hair cut really close to the head. It's right. his natural color. Like this is serious mode for him right now, Ed, because yeah. he's making a new impression. Um, whatever you put the over under on for amount of time he changes his hair color bet the over i'm just telling you right now just take the over that will win but stuff like that should not detract away from the idea that he's serious about basketball he is but it also it can make him an easy target when things aren't going well yeah that yeah you, i think you hit the nail on on the head with that and 
Uh, I, I want to ask you guys about KCP and Harold, but before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Just like you said, betting the over under on Kyle Kuzma's hair color. I wish that was on there. Uh, we it, could be. it might be. It could be. Yeah, it, it Have you checked? We, yeah, we got to call the Bet Online to see if they can put that on there. Um, also, baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, Bet online, they're your sports online sports experts. Use the promo code locked on. The promo code is locked on. This locked on podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Um, so back back to Kuzma, I, I do want to ask you guys, I mean, you guys basically explained some of the Hollywood lifestyle. Do you think that did kind of get to his head? I, I, that's what that's what I see from the outside looking at. I didn't, I didn't myself, I didn't get a I didn't get a chance yeah, to watch I, him. I don't think, Andy, I don't, maybe you disagree. I don't think so only because there was never any accompanying reporting do I, or do i think about he, like do i think he leaned into it yeah oh yeah but i but <laughs> I, 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 but I just think lot. in terms of like the impact that it had on him as a player i don't think no. i mean because there was never any anything that went with it that was said like he wasn't doing the work like he wasn't no. um you know in the gym that he wasn't trying to get and, and you know really actually was serious about playing um and so to me, that's what matters. A guy wants to lean into the opportunities that come with playing in LA and he's a, he's and, a sharp and doing that. Guy. And, you know, yeah, he's, you know, he gets it. He gets the, the marketing aspect of all of this stuff. And, and, as and as also, it doesn't matter as a player. Like it, it also, too, I think with Kuz, you have to remember when he was a rookie, he was part of a class, uh, you know, like a grouping of young kids with the Lakers, like Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Julius Randle. And most of those guys were pretty quiet. Like, they weren't really outward personalities. Kuzma was the only one that was kind of an external personality. And I think, you know, local local business, stuff like that, they, they recognize that. Certainly local media recognize that. Like, he, he filled a role in terms of being a face for a lot of these guys, even though Randall Ingram, Lonzo were all drafted considerably higher than him. They're much more reserved personalities. So in that sense, I think Kuzma was kind of filling a role that he was encouraged to do. And then from there, like he's a, he's a sharp guy. He's a smart guy. And I think he recognized like, I've got real opportunities here in terms of marketability, in terms of raising my profile that 
I'm kind of naturally wired for that stuff anyway. I'm going to jump all over it. And, you know, good for him. Because like Brian said, I don't think it got in the way of basketball. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. I, I think he will focus more on basketball in D.C. I think that's the best for him. Um, you know, cutting his hair. I mean, it, 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 in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter. But I It's not staying that way. Yeah. It's not. I can promise <laughs> you it's not. Right. So last about Kuzma, what is what does he bring to DC? What are what are the best things that he brings? And uh if you could just talk about his defense again uh before we talk about uh Harold and KCP. Well, in theory, um, you know, he's he's gonna bring a lot of the defensive principles that he learned in LA. Um, you know, the 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 you know the the you know, thing he said in this AMA, like, you know, it's team game and like you, everybody's got to be up. Like he learned a lot in terms of how good defensive teams operate. I don't expect him to, you know, him and KCP and Harrell to a much less extent, but you know, Montrez does some things in terms of drawing charges and all that, that are, that are not bad. And he's obviously a good rebounder. Um, but you know, KCP and Kuz, I don't think can turn around that defense by themselves, but they'll be better. Um, and they'll certainly help, and they have, at the very least, have some experience in terms of how to operate on that. There, he, you know, he, so he's there's there's some versatility there uh, that's been a big part of of the Lakers' defense over the last couple seasons. So, you know, he he's he's developed into a pretty good defender, um, and he works at it. And so that part of it is is I think going to work out. He's not going to make your defense go from the worst in like re- recorded human history to good, but he won't hurt you on that side of the ball. That's for sure. Oh, wow. so that's good to know. The Wizards, we need as much defense as we can get. We were the worst mm-hmm. team defensively giving up 118 points a game. Um, it was like a globe trotter game or ABA game when we played defense <laughs> out there. Um, so let's, let's talk about KCP and Harold. Uh, I guess we'll group them together. Uh, some guys that are not as um, polarizing as as uh, Kuzma, but they're still very interesting. Monsters Harold is a very interesting guy. Six man of the year. Um, he's very vocal on Twitter. Uh, he it sounded like he didn't get get along with with Frank Vogel towards the end of the year in the playoffs. So I just want to get some more information because when the the Wizards actually swept the Lakers this year, and there was the the game that was in L.A. Uh, I want to say a. D did not play in the first game. Um, Certainly and, possible. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, um, we, he didn't play in that first game. And Harold was playing pretty well in the game. And uh, he didn't play at all in that whole fourth quarter. So I'm just, I just want to know what, what's the problem with that? Is that, some, is that a concern for the Wizards too? Is he just unplayable in the fourth quarter? Is he unplayable in the playoffs? I mean, he, he rolled the bench. In the he's, he's not somebody that you're going to be looking necessarily to anchor fourth quarter or high leverage moments in a game um, just because he's not a good defender and he's somebody that can be targeted. He's, you know, he is not, he's not big enough really. I mean, he plays a small ball center, but that's really just offensively. You know, he's able to beat guys off the dribble. He's really good around he's the much rim. more he's, skillful player offensively yeah, than I think I, he gets credit for because he's he does not play above the rim like in terms of being in the paint but he's really good at finishing in traffic he, he's like brian said very skillful in a lot of what he can do he's good at getting offensive rebounds he's got a ton of energy in general the guy the guy plays his ass off every second he's on the court but he's a defensive liability in the sense that he's not big enough and strong 
long enough to be a, a defensive fi- a small ball five, even as a small ball guy. But I don't think he's got good enough court awareness to really defend out on the perimeter. And certainly Frank Vogel went out of his way to try to avoid that from happening as much as possible. Like if, if the Wizards are looking to go back to the playoffs again this year, and that's one of their goals. In a lot of ways, I think Harrell is an innings eater. Like he's somebody that is going to be more valuable during the regular season than during the playoffs when matchups and scheming really start mattering. You know, I think that's something you just have to be accepting of as a Wizards fan. And, you know, he was, he was brought in, if nothing else, just to make the money work, you know, for, for that trade. Because if you look at the roster for the Wizards, he's not necessarily filling a high, I think at least a high area of need. Like you guys have some front court. So, but he can be useful during the course of the season. And, you know, he, he definitely can help you guys get through 82 games. Like Case, KCP is somebody though, that I think you will see on the court during fourth quarters like that. You know, the Lakers, he was a staple in their closing units for the last two years, you know, on, on a team with championship aspirations. And he was ultimately one of the most reliable guys the Lakers had. And it's funny, you mentioned Kuzma being uh, more polarizing than KCP or uh, Trez. KCP's time in LA was an absolute roller coaster. There was a period where he was, I wouldn't even say polarizing because most fans decided they hated him. Like there weren't even enough that decided they liked him. And he really had to work hard to win over that fan base. And he ultimately did. And that's another guy that plays exceptionally hard when he's on the court on both ends. Like, you know, he can do some shooting. He runs the floor extremely well. You know, he gets out on the break really well. And he defends really, really hard. But, you know, he was... So, yeah, that's ultimately something I think Wizards fans will enjoy about KCP is just the, the effort is always there. And, and I think it's something they'll respect. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, him, him and Bill are good friends. Uh, I do remember seeing pictures of them um, doing a double date. Uh, Bill does have a house in L.A. as well. Uh, and I, I do remember um, KCP, the, the picture with him, um, he did play a game with an ankle monitor on his ankle. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, last I, year or two years ago now, I guess. I, I still can't figure out if last year is last year. No, that was, I think, I think that was his first, I think that was his first year in LA. Oh, was that his, oh, that was, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. The, that was the, 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 the championship season, was season before. You're right. That, that was, again, KCP had a lot of ups and downs. Couldn't play, couldn't play out, out of California. Yeah. Um, like a month. <laughs> and, and he said like it was, that was actually really, difficult form in terms of you know literally having to go to that you know jail right and his family know, wasn't out in, in california yet. right and hard you know i'm sure yeah. it was embarrassing for him i mean there there was a lot there that was difficult for him but you know he all in all his i thought his story as a laker was really great to see because he he had to overcome a lot of adversity and he had to win a lot of people over uh, particularly some fans that at times were frankly brutal towards him like in ways that was pretty ugly to see and and by the end i think he won a lot of them over and then it was awesome to see because he's a good guy right and and one last question about um kcp um 
his shooting percentages were good, but there are there are some nights where he'll go over for five. Is is that is that true that he'll go like over for five? Oh yeah, sure. Like yes, <laughs> yeah. um, stretches. He might go over a week. Um, you know, he he is not a you know sort of a consistent you know guy that you would think of as just you know, stand outside and you know, Danny Green or Wayne Ellington or guys like that. You can kind of rely on month to month to shoot, you know, 37% one month, 39% the next, you know, 42 one month back to 38, you know, but like it sort of stays in a reasonable, reasonably predictable band. Like he does run hot and cold. He's not, he's not going to be a, you know, I, he's not, I don't think he's going to have like Kyle Corver-esque gravity. Um, but he is a decent shooter and, you know, and he's reliable enough in that, in that way that, um, and it's been good enough, I think, on that side that it's, you can show it's legitimate um, that when you combine it with his defense and stuff like that, he's a pretty useful player. And, you know, he's a great kind of glue starter where you can, you know, especially if, and this is something the Lakers did really well. If you can keep him kind of contained into the things that he does really well, three-point shooting, defense, um, running you know, the floor, stuff like that, running the floor, and not have, you know, try to put the ball in his hands and have him isolate or – make him a primary player offensively, he can be very effective. It's when you start asking him to do more than he really should that the results start to go a little wonky. But, you know, if you tailor his role properly, he's, he's a really good player. I mean, he's not, a, you know, not an elite guy, not an all-star, but just a solid player, and those make a huge difference for a team. Right. And who, last one, who do you guys think will make the most impact out of the three? I, I like Trez a lot because he was sixth man of the year. And like you guys said, he just he just brings that fire. And that I, it's not Trez because Trez could take time away from Daniel Gafford, who I might that keep is true. in my fantasy league. That is true. Um, and so I have a keeper. He Gafford would be a 15th round pick this year. I think it's very important that he plays 30 minutes a night. Um, and so I don't want anything uh, that might interrupt that. I actually think it from a from pure basketball impact standpoint, I actually think it could be KCP. I think okay. he is the most likely to kind of come in and just be like, oh, you know what? He's just helpful. Um, he's making a, a, a difference here. Um, and I think he's also just, the most likely to start among those three. I think he's the most likely to play the most minutes. Um, that's that the other thing about KCP. Is just so crazy I don't, in Washington. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, like, how you divide up those minutes. This is something else uh, you guys should know about KCP. The dude is a horse. Like he can play a lot of minutes and he does not miss much time. Like when KCP misses time for an injury, you know he can't get on the court because he is pretty good at staying out there and he is somebody that does not seem to get tired for the most part. So that's another reason I think he's going to make the most impact. I think he's just going to be on the court the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear because we've had some injuries in the past and uh, the, the thing that he's durable. And uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a Daniel Gaffer fan. I'm I'm just such a huge Gaffer fan. I, I can't believe yeah, yeah. it. 30, 35 minutes a night. Get all those other guys off the floor. Right. I need yeah. I need those numbers. Yeah, and we still have Thomas Bryant, so we do have we do have a crowded uh, big man room. But I want to thank you guys Former for Laker. On. Let him take his time. Thomas yeah. Bryant should take most of the season to come back. Right. Just my opinion. And he he was on your G League team. He was on the LA Defenders. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, he was he was on the big team. He, was, he played. He was a good player. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and um, this this episode was brought to you guys by Locked On Bets. Uh, betting on the NFL or NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blow specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. 
Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to thank you guys for coming on. Make sure you guys uh, watch Locked On Lakers. Um, these guys do daily content, and their subscriber count is going up. So make sure you guys sub to them. And also hit the notification bell for anything Lakers news uh, that goes on. Is there anything that you guys wanted to plug before you guys head out? Oh, that was that was it. No, I appreciate I mean, it, man. Thank you. I'm excited us. about this notification bell thing. I got to yeah. learn more about that. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing YouTube right. Our subscriber so. count is not high enough in the DC area, uh, as far as we right. know. So that that's where we need to build. So thank you, Ed. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of um, I would say bandwagon Lakers fans in DC. For we'll sure, we'll take them. We'll take them. We don't that's care. Fine. We don't. We don't require blood oaths. No, man. Just we just want that. We're not, It's not a value judgment. Just subscribe no. to the subscribe to the channel. No. Right. And um, everybody, make sure you guys subscribe to Locked On Wizards as well. And uh, you guys have a great one. Us. Thanks. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.